guys no 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 i don't know why i actually do this you know why am i doing this podcast even i don't know why i'm doing it but hey guys thank you so much for tuning in this is mo classo bringing the next episode of the justin obadi podcast and thank you so much for tuning in who whoever you are and whichever part of the world you are like hey guys thank you so 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 very much i mean i'm really grateful for that man and i really you know if you ask me like hey why do you do this you know why do you kind of have this podcast that you call it just a nobody and uh, why are you doing it i have no idea like, literally if you ask me i don't know why i'm doing it i'm do- probably you know just doing it for myself because i like doing it <laughs> like kind of uh I don't know, you know, really. But anyway, whoever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. I have a few things uh, that I that was uh, that I've been pondering and wondering about and I said, you know, let's let's talk about it uh, today. Uh and it's exactly 4:20 p.m. <laughs> this uh, Sunday evening. Um so um just putting a time stamp there, you know, to be honest. Um and uh uh right so um i it's getting cold you know let's start with the weather some small talk here i don't do small talks but hey you know so uh i want i want to talk about the weather because i just freaking hate the cold you know it's really freaking me out i hate when it's too hot i hate when it's too cold and just two days back there was um it was freezing ice rain you know freezing rain like what the fuck is this like you have Uh, you have a uh, frozen raindrops falling like as rainfall like no like that can't be happening i just can't wait for spring to happen i love how spring is so positive you know it comes with that positive energy it's like uh you know uh spring is all about you know the season where birds are chirping there's hope and you know the streets are crowded with people um you know the the trees the leaves on these trees are turning green i love that positive energy man it makes me feel so good like literally and right now no it's like 4 now it's it's like it's right now it's 4:20 p.m. and it's already getting dark out there you know it's already like you know uh like it's just like just 20 minutes or 10 minutes 10 to 20 minutes away from getting to look like midnight begins to look like midnight like when it's almost like it's 5 o'clock and it looks like midnight like am i supposed to go to bed or am i supposed to just uh, eat dinner like is it time for dinner already no this can't be happening and i can't wait for spring to happen and i wish you know like um uh all 12 months of the year was like spring you know when the sun's shining and there's a little cold 
breeze through your hair and you know uh, on your face i love that mixture of you know sunshine and and that little breezy kind of feeling i love that feeling man i really love it and you know you can really walk on the streets people out there the crowds in that energy you know i love it man i really love it and i can't wait for spring to happen literally like you know it's due it's due it's it should happen now anytime uh, but no we have about i think three months three to four months more to go um so let's see what happens uh yeah i forgot to ask you guys i hope you're doing well because this is not a, a two-way communication so i cannot ask you whether you're doing well and I'm, i cannot wait for a response but i hope you're doing well you know um yeah i do get it you know life is is uh there's a lot of uh uncertainty out there and uh, i think it's for ev each one of us uh but i hope you're doing well because hope is the only thing that you know helps us uh move forward so that's uh, uh i hope you all have that hope in you you know so that's important um yeah i want to talk about the the twitter takeover a little bit about there because i'm have been a twitter user like i just checked recently after all this twitter controversies and twitter talk and you know twitter takeovers and all these layoffs of uh, the employees of twitter and all this talk about twitter that's happening i went back and checked you know when did i really join twitter and actually i joined around 10 years back so it's been 10 years that i've been on twitter and it's long you know for me to stick with something or someone for so long really means that you know that particular thing really meant a lot to me and this i don't really stick for so long with anything you know whether it is my whether it was is with you know uh my relationships or whether it is with uh, with uh, with my uh with you know say for instance uh, my exercising thing like routine you know um i i like running on the road so i do it you know because i really feel good about it you know i like running on the uh, on the road rather than going to a gym i hate the gym so i don't go there i love the roads so i do that and that's why i do it you know i i've stuck with it stuck stuck with that routine because i love it you know um whether it is uh with anything with anything that i really do i think it's with everybody you know you really stick with something when you enjoy it when you really find it interesting when it keeps you going the same thing with twitter i really love twitter because uh, it, you know it's a platform that actually i learned so much you know because i followed uh, i followed so many handles that uh, helped me learn so much about so many things like uh whether it's science whether it's technology whether it's space whether it is anything you know history geography uh math or whatever you know i followed this account and really educated me and i was that's that's what helped me stick because if i'm learning something i'm going to stay around you know if i'm learning something new I'm going to stick around for sure. So, um, you know, uh that's what Twitter was all about for me. I learned a lot. It helped me connect with people all around the world because I have people, I know people who live you know in different parts of the world, so it helped me connect with them. Um it helped me uh you know, it was a great platform to start a new discussion, to share ideas, um you know, theories and concepts and such a great platform for activism. Like, you know, there's so many groups and movements that actually started on twitter so it's a, it's an 
fabulous platform and that's why i think i've I've stuck there for about 10 years and now all this you know sudden controversy about this platform the the, the takeover and um, you know everybody thinking about talking about uh, twitter is it going to sink or is it going to last but for me like if you ask me i and many many out there who've been using twitter for so long don't want twitter to fail you know we want twitter to kind of be there you know we don't want it to sink and there's this there's this false kind of uh, talk out there that everyone wants twitter to fail and you know everyone's looking for it to kind of die off no for people who have been using for so long we wanted to survive like i literally wanted to survive because it was a great platform to learn as i said connect with the world uh, start a new discussions theories and uh, activism so when this this all talk was happening hey man i hope it really survives and i really still hope that it doesn't just die off it shouldn't because it's a fabulous platform um of course in life and in any platform you know you have things that are negative in nature like take for instance a life you you know we go on the streets you have both the positive energy you have the negative energy you have people like even on twitter there are there is a negative side there's a whole dark side to twitter as well you know people trolling you abusing you or hating on you violence or bots there's so much that uh, is out there as well but i think you know um it it's like life if you hang around with in a place or with people uh, who are positive then you'll be okay you know it's like friendship you you are as good as your company if you have those kind of friends you know you turn around so i think you know what has really helped me uh, like twitter and appreciate its power is because i've kind of uh, stuck around with uh, or followed people who have been very positive you know where i get that kind of kicks um a positive kick and that's why i really would never really kind of uh, say that it's it's a bad bad flop bad platform because uh it it is good you know it has done a lot of good than evil um there are many pockets of negative energy i agree but if you stay away from it you're going to be okay uh and so yeah i want twitter to survive uh, uh you know and i hope it survives and i hope it does really well uh i like how the the beauty of twitter of course from other than you know what i really talked about the beauty is you know you can kind of communicate you can say everything in as short as 280 characters which is so beautiful like you know uh and that's why not everyone can do twitter you know not every individual on this planet can do twitter because people love to talk they want to kind of you know elaborate and talk a lot but i like the beauty of twitter where just need 8280 characters to be able to communicate an entire message which is beautiful i love that concept you know and um, uh, and then you know you don't have an edit button you're short and sweet there's no paragraphs you know writing lengthy paragraphs there's um, you know you just get straight to the point and then go on with uh, life and then it's a global public square you know everybody's out there everybody's talking about um you know it's it's a, it's a platform uh for the voiceless and the powerless and that's what it is it, it's it's really a beautiful platform um you know you can organize there you can demand accountability um 
But at the same time, the problem with Twitter, it is it does not have competitors. Like right now, you know, everything you go to buy apples, you have so many kinds of apples. You go to buy shoes, you have so many kind of shoes. You go buy any kind of products, you know, you need to have a, a choice, a kind of a selection. Okay, if not this, then that. And I think right now, seriously, Twitter needs a competitor as good as it or better than it. Because then, you know... It'll kind of, hey, you know, if something goes wrong here, you have another platform. But right now, um, uh, it's not there. And so Twitter is the only platform uh, that does what it does, the way it does. And there's no other place that comp- that consumers can really go to. Like, for, for instance, you know, they say, hey, we can go to Facebook. But hey, Facebook is lengthy. Like, people write paragraphs before getting to the point there. Instagram. That's another platform where you need a photo to kind of be able to communicate, which is not good. You know, you, you can't you you can't have a photo with, to a company or support what it's trying to say if it's an idea. You know, TikTok, of course, I think uh, that's uh, that's not my kind cup of tea. I can't do that. Uh, but of course, it works for some people, but I can't do TikTok. And there's a lot of talk about TikTok being banned. It's banned in India. Uh, in India, TikTok is banned, uh, and I think uh, that soon it's going to be banned in in the United States. I have no idea, but yeah, I can't do TikTok, so I won't talk about it. But Instagram, you need a photo. Nah, can't do that. Facebook, you need to have you write. You know, you have, the people write stuff like paragraphs. No, I can't do that. You know, so Twitter is the only place, and I think right now Twitter reads needs a serious competitor. As good as it or better than it, whatever. Because competition is always a good thing, you know. In politics, for example, if, uh, you know, a, a political party, whether it's in power, it needs an opponent because, you know, so that one party does not dictate decisions for people, you know. You need a competitor to kind of oppose and kind of uh, have a, a very intelligent discussion, a very intelligent debate, is important in politics. And that's why you can't just have one political party. You need competitors, which is good. Businesses, for example, it, uh, you know, if there's just one one company, uh, you know, giving the serv- one kind of service, then it becomes a monopoly. And then, you know, when it becomes a monopoly, the prices increases. There's no choice for consumers and there's no innovation. So in that case, Businesses also need competitors. For instance, Twitter, you know, uh, it needs a competitor because today we don't know where to go now. You know, it's that's the only platform that is there. Like, okay, now what do we do? And then you, they're putting a price tag uh, for some services, which is crazy. And then individuals, like, you know, uh, me and a few of you, you know, um, we need comp- competition as well in our lives. Like, you can't just be good. You can't be number one, you know, because if you're number one, you're not going to learn anything. You're just going to stagnate. You're just going to be number one forever. So as individuals, I think we need competitors as well so that that will help us learn. We'll get better from yesterday. It'll help us improve. We'll innovate. We'll create. So I think life without competitors is very laid back. There's no innovation. There's no creating. It's boring. So, you know, whether it's a political party, whether you're a business or whether you're just an individual, just a nobody, you know, it's good to have competition because it makes you a better person.
you know you 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 learn so much uh in the uh, in the process uh, if you have competition so uh, so you know as a, uh, like i was saying twitter i hope it really survives but at the same times it needs it needs competition uh, uh and uh, hope it always stays a platform for the voiceless and uh, yes you know um it has to i hope it twitter stays out of manipulation power pleasing power game and uh, it's not a platform for the powerful it should be a platform for the common person for just nobodies for the underdogs for people who do not have a platform to voice their what's on their mind so i hope it stays that way and um, i'm wishing twitter the all the very best because i hope it really does well and it stays that way uh so that's what i want to talk about twitter uh hoping for the best and uh, for all those employees uh, you know who lost their jobs uh um uh, you know because of the change of power i it it was it's devastating because i know how it is to you know be able to that you can lose your job that takes care of your you know daily expenses in your life and you know it takes care of you and your family which is it's crazy if that has happened i hope those guys really you know i'm sure they 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 excellent they've got the education on hand they, they have the experience because these these guys are educated they they really um science technology math excellent so i hope they really uh be able to navigate the stuff phase in life uh which is it can be really tough um right so <laughs> so that's one thing i want to actually that was on my mind that i want to kind of ponder about um you know in my previous episode i did talk about how slavery war colonization biggest evils you know wars are still happening of course the end of slavery has happened no colonizations anymore um but uh nations are still warring which is which is really sad but in my previous episode i don't remember which one i think it was a previous the last two i think 80 i'm not sure I'm not sure i think the antidote of slaves of uh antidote of slavery war and colonization i think i don't remember the title of the episode but yeah in that episode i did talk about how the antidote to slavery war and co- war and colonization is reparations now what do you mean by reparations by definition reparations is making any kind of amends making of amends for a wrong that has done which can be you know for a wrong that has been done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged so just repeat you know reparations by definition it means making of amends for a wrong that has been done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged which uh, by definition is what reparations mean and that's why i love you know why i'm getting back to this episode that i talked about because at that time i didn't know that the california state in california and the united states is making major amends uh to 
this wrong against African Americans to transfer off uh, wealth to black communities. Now, I just recently actually see. I, 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 actually, why I just switched on the light. I just switched on the light, and it's four forty p.m. Right? It's four forty p.m., and I switched on the light in my in in this in this place that I'm recording. It's midnight. It's going to be midnight now in ten minutes. Is this normal? It's getting dark at four forty-five, man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm just irritated. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So in my previous episode, I talked about, you know, the antidote to slavery, war, colonization is reparations. And I, I strongly believed it when I said, but recently I came across this, um, this story about how California state is making amends to the historic wrongs against African-Americans to transfer of wealth to black communities. Now, this is only California state, you know, but I, I was like, I was like, uh, um, it, I felt the idea so mind-blowing, like it's so really connected to what I was really talking about. Now, this is for slavery. Uh, now, California authorities, they initiated a panel in 2020 to study and recommend ways to implement uh, reparations for black Californians. So this is only for Californians, um, African-Americans, um, in California, and I love this initiative. Now, what it says, it stepped towards racial justice because they wanted to learn about how this generational effects of racial racist policies that were in the past based on research of this panel. So this panel would basically, you know, uh, study um, and learn about the generational effects of racist policies that, you know, um, the, so they would look at concrete ways to address the economic effects of slavery and racism. So slavery is, is already over you know it's abolished it's gone it's forever gone it's never going to come back but because of those racist policies and because of slavery you know it impacted the economic effects of slavery and racism the effects of racist policies and actions on people and african americans are still going on it's not ended you know um so um I'm excited about in June 2023, this panel that has been, you know, that was initiated in 2020 will come put forward a recommendations for reparations for black Californians. And I can't wait to see what the panel comes out with in June 2023. That's next year. And uh, so they're going to really study, you know, what are the effects. And uh, so the Californians eligible will be descendants of enslaved African-Americans, nearly 7% of Californians, that's about 2.5 million people are expected to qualify for this, uh, for this reparations. And I was like, wow, this is what is needed. Now this task force, you know, that, uh, that the panel that is going to study, it's going to study five areas of housing discrimination, mass incarcerations, unjust property seizures, uh, that properties that have been seized or taken away, devaluation of black businesses, healthcare would be in discussions for reparations. So these are five areas because slavery is over, but what is the impact of slavery and racist policies today? It still exists. And all these, in all these four areas, housing discrimination, mass incarcerations, unjust property, uh, she's seizures, uh, 
devaluation of black businesses, healthcare, and um, which is brilliant. Now, uh, this particular, you know, of course, this panel will come out with their recommendations in June 2023. But economists, a team of economists came up with a housing discrimination allotment. And they said that this would come to approximately 469 billion statewide. This is not the panel saying, this is not the task force saying, this is economists who kind of kind of calculated what it would cost and uh, could amount to about 223,000 per black Californians for slaveries in the form of reparations, which is great, you know, because whatever you did to people, what it says is making amends for the wrongs that was done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. And yes, whoever are the victims of slavery need to get that payout, in which I think California has done a brilliant job of initiating this task force. Because discrimination is evil. Slavery is evil. Treating people different, you know, because their race is evil. And yes, the antidote to all that, the answer to all that, is reparations, which is which is great. So, so as I was saying, you know, I was talking about this in my previous episodes, and I I didn't only mention slavery, but I talked about war and I talked about colonization, and I like how California is setting an example, you know, uh, for for this because uh, it's good to see California setting a way for the rest of the world to follow because uh, slavery, war, and colonization is not a United States problem. It's not only a California problem. It's a global problem. And I hope it's going to be used as a kind of benchmark, as a kind of a learning. So we come to know in June 2023 when the task force comes out with recommendations, maybe that can be implemented for all people who have been wronged in the form of rep- and reparations are given to them. For instance, right now, Russia and Ukraine are in war. After this is all over, all those people who have lost their lives in Ukraine, all those people who have been wronged in Ukraine need to be given reparations. It's not over, you know? Because millions of African people were kidnapped, they were enslaved, and the work that they did under slavery generated economic growth for nations. So they used their labor, they didn't pay them, and they became rich. The people who used that, they became rich and they didn't. But those people who did the work, didn't, were not. they didn't benefit from it. They didn't get a share of the profits. They were not shareholders. So saying sorry is not enough. Sorry does not make a dead man alive. You've got to pay them monetarily. And I love this California task force and this California's initiative to kind of repay to correct their wrongs. For example, look at the region of Africa today. Why why is Africa poor despite being such a rich region? Now, Africa is rich in natural resources such as gold, diamond, oil, natural gas, copper, uranium. While looking around, I was looking at 97% of the world's chromium, 90% of the world's cobalt, 85% of the world's platinum, 70% of the world's cocoa, 60% of the world's coffee comes from Africa today. Rich in natural resources. Rich. But in spite of being so rich, 
Africa is still poor. Why? And all these, all these natural resources that I talked about, it goes in our, it, it goes in our everyday stuff like cars, computers, mobile phones, coffee. You know, it's an everyday stuff that we need it regularly. But, and so Africa should have been the richest country in the world today, because it's so rich in natural resources that we all use today. Each one of us, all over the world, we use all those resources that come from Africa. But Africa is still poor. That is because slavery started there, you know, because of these natural resources of Africa. It attracted Europeans to the place. It destroyed the economy in Africa. Making a huge profit for those who captured and sold slaves. And that is why, perhaps, you know, the rest of the world was developing and growing and industrialization, which was happening. But Africa always was left behind. Reparations. The people of Africa need to be paid back. Of course, we're talking about Californians, American, African Americans in California being repaid. But we need to, we need to get we did a lot of wrong to the region people in Africa, and that needs to be corrected. That needs to be corrected, and I hope it's done. I hope it's really done. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about June 2023 when this California task force comes out with the reparations, uh, uh, you know, uh, with the recommendations uh, for reparations. And let's see, because... Uh, if that happens, it's high time. All war and all invasions, all colonizations, all slaveries pay for their wrongdoings. And it's good to see California setting a way for the rest of the world to follow. I'm really happy about that. It's exciting, man. It's really exciting. <sighs> That's life. And it's funny as it may seem. Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream. Anyway, yeah, today it was football, man. Did you did, did you guys really watch the match? I mean, uh, watch the, the finals, the World Cup finals, the FIFA World Cup finals. Man, it was so good. Like literally, I was I was rooting for I was rooting for Morocco, to be very honest, like all through. I love the underdogs, um, you know, and uh, so India was not playing. The United States was out, so, and uh, and then I said, okay, now who am I going to uh, vote for? And I was like, Morocco, these guys, like, they deserve it. It was the first African country to get an opportunity to play in the semifinals, which was brilliant. So I was like, Morocco, 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 Morocco. Am I pronouncing the, the country correctly? Yes, I think I am. Yeah, I think I am. Right, so, uh, and then uh, they got defeated by... Uh, by France. And I was like, man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then it was, um, they were playing in the semifinals and then the finals. And then I was not interested to watch the finals because the finals was Argentina versus France. It happened today. And I was not interested uh, because my team was out. Morocco was out. And I was like, okay. Uh, and uh, in, in the neighborhood, in my place where I live, in the community, they had this huge screen on top, you know. So uh, I was hanging around on the street. It so, it's so cold outside, but I was 
I was on the road actually watching this on the big screen. Um, and so when it was two all, Argentina two and uh, France zero, I was like, hey, now this match is over. Like, you know, Argentina is winning. But then the twist in the story happened when it became two all. France, Argentina, both two all. And then became three all. And then I was hooked. When they both when the match when the when the match was two two all, then I was hooked. Then I was like, hey man, now this is getting serious and I'm getting nervous. You know, it's nerve-wracking. And it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, you know, what's happening? And I wanted Argentina Argentina to win because uh, because uh, France was the one who defeated Morocco. And I said, hey, you know, France, you need to get out now. You know, you need to lose. I want Argentina to win. So uh, so that was my, you know, kind of equation, math equation, of why I wanted Argentina to win. And I was hooked. So as soon as it turned two all, I was like, hey, man, you guys, come on, do something. Three all, so many penalties. And hey, man, Argentina won. So I was so excited. It was, it was a great, it was a great match. Like such a great game. Um, and, uh, nerve wracking, exciting, you know, uh, like I love, uh, I love, uh, I love sports, you know, as a whole, like, because, uh, you know, it's so, uh, it's so, it's such a positive energy, you know, there's so much of, it's, there's a lot of, you know, you get addicted to that energy, people screaming, you know, shouting, you know, people want their teams to win, you know, go this, go that. And I love that energy of sports. It's very contagious, you know? And I really respect sports women and men who play uh, this any kind of sports, you know, uh, because uh, they just they're not there because they're there, you know. They they train a lot. They commit. They have to stay committed to the game. They have to be mentally fit. They have to be physically fit. They have to prove themselves continuously. Others they get benched, and they have such early retirements, you know. So much of respect for sports people, players. Like, man, I really, I really respect these guys so much. Uh, uh, and the only sports, of course, I don't watch all of it, but I, I really love sports people from all, all games, you know, whatever game they're playing, you know, um, because of that commitment factor that they have towards the game. It's not that they just go and play. You got to train so much to be able to play that c competitive sports. But when it comes to me, I just watch cricket, I watch soccer, I watch tennis, badminton, Olympics. These are the only things that I watch because, you know, I grew up as a kid watching these sports, surrounded by people watching these sports. So that's the only thing that I watch. Like, for instance, I can't understand American football. I don't really know what's happening, you know. I tried. You know, I tried to kind of, hey, come on, teach me. What is this game all about? You know, it's called football, but they're holding the ball in their hands. Why? Tell me something about it. A few people, you know, they said, huh, this is, they drew some schematic, they show, show some flow charts, you know, they drew it on paper and then kind of said this, this, this. I went all over my head. Nothing, nothing in my head. I don't get the game. These words like touchdowns and what the f I can't. But of course, I watched the Super Bowl in the sense, the halftime of the Super Bowl, because I love the performances. So that's, that's the only thing that I understand about football um, is the Super Bowl, because it's so exciting, you know. Um, but uh, hats off to whatever sports person you are. Like, you know, hey, guys, you do a fantastic job. It's not easy to do whatever you'll do. But in the end, all I want to say is 
It's called football. The game that we watch today, it's called football. Okay? Stop calling it soccer. Hey, stop calling it soccer. Because they use their foot to kick the ball. And that's why we call it uh, football. Stop calling it soccer. Hey, man. Hey, man. What are you doing? Getting me a knot. Are you getting me a knot? <laughs> See, it's midnight now. It's already midnight. Anyway. Yeah, um... So, uh, you know, I was, uh, I follow, uh, you know, I follow Todd Phillips. I think uh, he's the, he's the director and writer of Joker. And he recently actually put out a Instagram post on his profile where he talked about, you know, this, um, there's this post with uh, Arthur Fleck, that is Joaquim Phoenix getting a shave in his, uh, in his profile. And he kind of uh, teased uh, Joker 2, uh, you know, the shooting of Joker 2 has just started. Uh, he just teased it, announcing that they officially begun production of uh, of the movie. And he captioned it saying, day one, our boy, hashtag Joker. So, you know, excited. I love Joker, the Joker series. Like, I watched Joker, uh, the number, the, the first part, and I was like, I loved Joaquin Phoenix in that, you know. And Joker 2 is going to have Lady Gaga, uh, so probably it's going to be a musical. I have no idea. Um, and many people actually said that uh, Joker was a very sad movie, a very, uh, it had a very sad ending. But hey, that's life, you know. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it was beautifully done. And Joaquin Phoenix, hey man, that guy, like brilliant. And I didn't know about Joaquin Phoenix, which is crazy, you know. I think uh, Joker was released in 2019. And before that, I pronounced Joaquim Phoenix when I kind of watched his... This is the first movie that I watched of Joaquim Phoenix. And I, I called him as Joachim. <laughs> My Spanish, you know. I called him as Joachim Phoenix. Because I am... Like, I really try hard, you know. I didn't know it was Spanish. Like, I really try hard to kind of not make a mistake to pronounce anything wrong when it comes to another language, like, you know, Spanish. I, f I really wish I could speak the language fluently. Like, literally, I wish. Even saying hola, you know? <laughs> I get so nervous saying hola. Like, because the confidence, you know, I like, I like doing anything that I do. Like, you know, I like to be confident with what I do. You know, whatever I say, you know, I'm very confident. Like, I'm, I know what I'm trying to say. But when I say hola or anything Spanish, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, my confidence level drops to the lowest. And you can see it, you know, that I'm getting nervous. I'm so bad with the language. So, um, so yeah, so before, uh, I'd never watched a Joaquin Phoenix uh, movie and it's really sad. I wish I did because he's a brilliant actor. He did such a fabulous job, um, you know, in, in Joker. So before that, I pronounced his first name as Joachim and I messed up. And then, uh, yeah, so after I, I was uh, like, I watched Joker and I wa watched Joaquin Phoenix, I literally... Uh, 
uh, I literally uh, binged watched all his past movies like before that. And man, like why didn't anyone tell me about Joaquin Phoenix? Like why didn't I even watch any of his movies? Like what was wrong with me? You know, he's so good. So, um, uh, yeah, so in my previous, uh, you know, previous episodes, I did mention to you that I don't like, I don't really enjoy Marvel movies or for the matter, even DC comics, comic movies, because, you know, the, 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 the mask, the face mask that they wear and the, the clothing that they wear and, you know, the unrealistic kind of tricks and flying around and, you know, it's because of that. It's just me. Believe me, it's just me. It's not everybody that really uh, doesn't watch. Most of the people, most of my friends, they love DC Comics and Marvel movies. It's just me that I don't really get a connection. But what is surprising is I, I love Joker. And I just realized that Joker is based on a DC Comics character, which is strange because the, 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 the role of Joker is not dressed up, you know, in capes. He's not in a mask. He, he doesn't do tricks. He's not unrealistic. He's not flying around. So I don't know why Joker is ba- is uh, is falls under the DC Comics uh, character's umbrella. I just don't get it. Uh, you know because uh, you know there's there's nothing there's nothing that uh, the movie Joker has to do with any kind of Marvel movies or any kind of DC Comics movie. Now, the only difference between DC Comics and its characters are because it's known for its dark, serious and brooding kind of, you know, uh, characters, for example, Batman. And Marvel movies is less serious. It's lighter and more entertaining. Uh, But if you ask me, I I don't see the difference between both because I don't watch them anyways, you know. Uh, You know, the magic and unrealistic sci-fi is in both of them. Maybe the only difference that I see between uh, Marvel and DC Comics uh, is, you know, the fantasy and adventure part of it. DC Comics is more drama and character study, whereas uh, Marvel movies is more adventure themes, um, you know, uh, and that's the only difference that I really see. But despite all that, like, I would say that Joker is nothing like a DC Comics movie or a Marvel movie, it is a psychological thriller movie and doesn't follow anything from those comics. I don't know why it falls under the DC umbrella, uh, the DC Comics uh, umbrella, uh, you know, because uh, there's nothing that Joker has in it. It's basically, it's just a character of a common man with troubles who becomes a Joker because of his troubles. You know, that's how I see that movie psychological thriller basically so you can ask me joker's neither if you ask me it's neither dc comics or a marvel movie because in the first place i wouldn't watch it so i wanted to kind of find out why it is come out of the dc comics uh, umbrella and then i came across uh, todd phillips uh, interview where he clarifies that he didn't follow anything from the comics books comic books he just wrote they they just wrote their own version of where a guy like joker might come from and that he's not even being joke uh, being a doing doing or being a joker in the comic books but that it is a story of becoming a joker in life it's a story of a man and that it is based on you know um, uh, it's not based on any comic book that's what he had said and uh, i totally agree with uh, todd phillips so maybe there are reasons for it to fall under the dc comics umbrella but you know um 
there's nothing that uh, you know ha it has any connection with uh, that kind of movie you know it's it's not sci-fi it's not adventure it's not uh, it's not it's not uh, you know uh, something unrealistic it's so real uh so uh, for me it's just a simple man a common man moving through life's ups and downs um and he calls it you know a thing called life and you know i just came across this song uh, in the movie in the first movie and i can't wait for joker 2 like literally i really love those the, the series todd phillips is good uh wakim phoenix what a brilliant actor man he really knows you know like you can have his face in the entire movie and that's that's all that is required expressions and delivery and wow he's good so yeah there's a song you know that's life and as funny as it may seem some people get their kicks stomping on a dream but i don't let it let it get me down cuz this final world it keeps spinning around i've been a puppet a popper a pirate a poet a pawn and a king i've been up and down and over and out and i know one thing each time i find myself laying flat on my face i just pick myself up and get back in the race that's life it's life and i can't deny it many times of thought of cutting out but my heart won't bite but if there's nothing shaking come this year july i'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and like i love the song and it's frank sinatra you know the song's called that's life and the song is uh, it it's it's toward the end in the movie you know the last scene and it's played uh, in the last scene which is brilliant like wow it's like you know uh, it actually narrates his entire life in that movie the song and probably you know it narrates most of our lives you know which is so um so kind of uh, unpredictable you know life is so unpredictable i think uh you know uh time makes you understand that more and more like honestly people talking about uh, making their new year's resolutions for 2023 like is 12 months in 2023 i'm going to have new year new year's resolutions for the entire that's what people are talking about for me if you ask me i can't even think about tomorrow what's going to happen like literally or maybe max what's going to happen in 15 days from now so unpredictable and the song really kind of uh you know encapsulates or kind of uh talks about life in a nutshell frank sinatra was so good like literally you know you should go go hit the song that's life frank sinatra and listen to the entire song i wish it could play it here i can't do it but listen to the entire song 
just narrates life, you know. So 2023 news resolutions is going to be a blank slate for me because I can't think of what's going to happen one week from now. Even tomorrow, you know. I think present today, right now, is greater than what's going to happen even tomorrow. Like literally. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's play that song. Let me just play that song. At least a bit of uh, Frank Sinatra's um, That's Life. Just opens your mind. And we're coming towards the end of the year. I think it's the right time to talk about how we kind of, you know, um, waste our time thinking about the future because it makes it, it, it kind of creates anxiety. So it's better to think about right now, now, present. You know, hey, you know, I'm recording this episode. Feels good. That's it. Nothing more than that. Okay, so here it is. Just let me play it. Uh, it's That's Life uh, uh, from uh, by, by, by Frank Sinatra. Here it is. You know, there's this entire verse that says, that's, that's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. But when I'm back on top, back on top in June. Okay, I forgot the tune now. One sec. Let me just see. Uh, let me, let me just see. Let's just, yeah. Okay. That's life. That's what all well, the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that too. 
When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life, that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get the kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this final world, it keeps spinning around I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself flat on my face I pick myself up and get Back in the race, that's life, right? Don't forget, if you fall, pick yourself up. That's a learning, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning because brilliant, the song is brilliant, man. It just explains and narrates life, you know? Um, right, so, uh, okay, so it's, it's, uh, it's already midnight, okay, it's dark now. I don't know whether I should go to bed or whether I should eat my dinner or what should I do because it's, it's fast, man. It's, it's terrible. This shouldn't be the thing. Right, so that's all that I wanted to actually talk about uh, in my, this episode. Thank you so much, guys, for, uh, for really tuning in. Um, like always, you know, I'm so grateful, you know. Uh, because I just come here and kind of uh, say stuff that's on my mind. And why should anyone care about what I say? Like, hey, like, who is this person? She's just a nobody. Like, you know, why? Why should I listen to this? Why should I listen to her? But yes, you know, you guys are actually tuning in and thank you so much. You know, you're a few people, a few of my folks, you know, thank you so much for really doing it because... It really means a lot to me. Um, and uh, don't forget, if you want to write to me, you can write to me at justanobodypodcast at gmail.com. That's my email address. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at justanobodypod. Uh, that's my handle on Instagram. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, uh, that, that's all that I had for today. But before, I, you know, as I always, before you really go, I want to kind of play the song. I really love the song by Frank Sinatra. And I think it's my, it's my, that's life. It's my life song. Now I'm going to make it like that because it's brilliant. It's, it's, the lyrics are so, uh, are so relevant. And, you know, it really feels like the song talks, uh, talks to each one of us. And it's a very hopeful song, you know, like, hey, you know, get up. It's okay going to be okay and how it's important to think about the present because if you think about too much about the future you know it screws up your mind you know it's, it makes people very anxious so that's what it says but anyways uh, so uh, let me play a little bit about this a little of the song uh, maybe two verses I love it so much and because it's on my mind I'm going to play it and then I'll be on the other side of the song here you go that's life But my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird 
and then I'd fly. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself laying flat on my face, I just pick myself up and get Gonna roll myself up in a big ball and my my what a brilliant song, man! Go listen to it. Listen to the whole song once and for all if you get a chance. That's all that I had for this show. Not this week, hey man. It's been, I think, uh, once in two months, kind of. It's become a once in two months kind of episode, whatever. However, I'm gonna do it now. You know, whenever I can do it. That's that's how I kind of stuck with it. So, um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm really grateful for all my for all my listeners for you know really tuning in. Thank you so much. Until next time, baby. Bye, 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 bye.